say, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. I said, I am everyday people, yeah, 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 say, I, oh, uh, am everyday people. What's up? You a little shifted to the shifted to the left. I'm shifted. I'm shifted to, I'm to the left. Yeah, there you go. Is back where I'm supposed to be? Is where I'm supposed to be right now? Yeah. The last conversation that we had, we ended with, is hip hop black? And I think my answer was no. I'll see you on Thursday. Was that my answer? Yeah. I think I have to. Ref- I think I have to. Uh, uh, one, I gotta close this door right here. But two, I think I have to change my answer. Okay. I believe that hip hop is bigger than capitalism. I believe that culture can be larger than an economic system. Essentially, an economic system is just one piece of a of a culture. Some would say a nation. Yeah. But to but to put the value of hip hop in how we buy rap records, nah, that ain't True. it. That ain't it. That ain't it. And I feel like that's the as I was telling you, the lady of the house last night. There's the old parable of how the white men walked up to the indigenous Americans and offered them money for the land. And both of them felt like they got a deal. The white men was like, they underpaid for this land, but then the indigenous, which we stand on the side of, were like, you can't pay for land, this ain't yours. Like, (laughs) you gave us money (laughs) to stand here, but I guess Mm. we'll see how that ends up. But in that same mindset, like, just because you give me money for the Arrested Development album don't mean that you are the main demographic of hip-hop. Don't even mean that you own hip-hop. Don't even mean that you are of hip-hop. I think Jack Harlow didn't know that Ray J was Brandy's sister. I mean, come on. Now, brother, my bad. You know, Ray J is Brandy's brother, not sister. Sister's, anyway. Let's start the show, sweetheart. Let's start the show. It's gonna be a good one today. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Awake and Bake with B Mo. Yeah. I'm your host, B Mo, culture analyst, all the good shit. You know, you could be more than one thing. Yeah. I'm more than one. That's how I'm introducing myself. I'm B Mo, and I'm more than one thing. But in terms of the show, I'm the culture analyst and the host for the show. I want y'all to say a loud, resounding, Good morning to the reason why this show exists, the reason of my purpose. The lady in the house said good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. And by say good morning, I mean a loud resounding good morning. Put it in the chat. Tell the people you hear, okay? It has come to my attention that we got Wake and Bake with Bebo nights that never leave comments, and that includes the comment of good morning to the lady in the house. I seen a gentleman yesterday. I hope he on no encores club. I seen a gentleman yesterday. I ain't never seen you say good morning to the lady of the house. <laughs> now nigga's four times my size, so I didn't have that much smoke for him at the time. But you better believe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna shake my fist at that nigga. <laughs> Ooh, you bald, strong motherfucker, huh? Marcus says he's in here early. Marcus, good. <laughs> Marcus, let me tell you right now, I'm not going back and forth with you, Marcus. I'm not going back and forth with you, Marcus. But good morning, man. And make sure, did he follow instructions? Oh, he said morning, folks, but Kendall said good morning to... Not folks. <laughs> <laughs> good morning to the lady of the house. We have a very good show for you today. Um, uh, we are being... This show is being brought to you by Gifted Curators. What you buck at me? Sorry, I didn't mean to buck at you. My bad. Gifted Curators, I-71. I have to do some investigations about the ownership, but I believe they black on. I think they black on. <laughs> 
I've been saying they're black owned. They black owned. The white man behind Gifted Curious is like, yeah, tell them. <laughs> tell them we black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they black operated. Uh, it is an I-71 shop here in D.C. If you're unfamiliar with the concept, you just take your license down to Adams Morgan. Go get you some gifted gifts. The gifts that they give are actually art, which makes sense because on each one of their labels of gifted weed is a new art form of the name of strain. So yeah. we have a, a lovely board right here. They give us a lovely rolling table right here. Lovely rolling tray right here, as you can see, has all the circles. Each one of those circles is a label. So at Gifted Curators, make sure you go check this out. Tell them BMO sent you. They might give you this little tray or a little bucket hat. Wore a bucket yesterday. I didn't say I could wear bucket hats. Mm-hmm. I thought my head was too weird looking. I don't know. I don't know. The Gifted Bucket works, so we appreciate that over there at the Gifted Curators. As always, this show is also being brought to you by the Washington and Forbear Bridge, wibridge.com, or at wibridgedc.com. Check out the latest issue where you'll see an op-ed from me, a review of the National Cannabis Fest that reviews some of the things that we talked about the other day. Do we have the Nature's Promise thing right there? Yeah. Yeah, sure, the Nature's Promise. I just want to put the people in the riot one more time. This is my review of the National Cannabis Fest. Now let's start the show. (laughs) We have some amazing things that we want to talk about this morning. Three things in particular. As you know, it is Thursday, so you know what that means. It's time for the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week Award. Um, uh, With that, we're also going to be talking about, um, we kind of discussed is hip-hop black already, but we also want to talk about, I don't know if y'all seen what the news is talking about, but we want to talk about this Rico case. My man G2 said something to me the other day that really like stirred my thoughts about what the Rico case is, so we're going to have that conversation. So I'm, I'm hoping that you're ready for that conversation, but before we jump into those, please... Please, if you got some spare change, if you got some something that you need to put up for the show, okay, the show does cost us money. I know we just did advertisers, but we need the support from the people. Marcus, you work for the government, okay? Pull out that government check right now. <laughs> it's offering time. Let me stop playing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you can always donate to the show. Go to bemoreauthentic.com backslash rent D-A-R-E-N-T, where you can become a Patreonite uh, for $10 a month and, and receive some exclusive access and some uh, and some exclusive exclusive content from Wake and Bake with BMO or just put a little something on the show with a one-time donation. Either way, it's not mandatory, but we just appreciate any support that you can lend out to the show. Now, let's talk about this Rico case. Okay. All right. All right. So, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm so glad that I'm not, because I actually forgot to write down what Rico meant. Um, Racketeering. What is it? What Rico mean? Racketeering, um, something, something, uh, investigation. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm looking up on my phone. This is so, so, so passe. How dare you be? influenced and corrupt organizations. Act. Right. So YSL has been caught up on the, on the Rico. If you don't know about the Rico, the Rico was started uh, to bring down mafias. Mm-hmm. You believe that? <laughs> "Quote unquote mafias." You believe you believe it was you believe the mafias were the first the first reason why they had the Rico Act? No. My man G two said to me the other day. He said, "Man, the Rico Act sound so like them slave laws when they couldn't have when when two or three slaves couldn't be standing together, or at least they get in trouble because they said they was uh, uh, um, conspiring." Mm-hmm. That's what the Rico Act sounds like to me. But anyway, Young Gunner. And is it Young Gunner or just Gunner? Gunner. My bad, I'm old. <laughs> Gunner and Young Thug been caught up in these situations. I'm not surprised at the Young Thug situation, but what really made me rise, raise an eyebrow was that Gunner, the fashion forward, dating Chloe Bailey, chubby dude who don't seem to be like he part of the game life, gang life, has been caught up in this gang life activity. And so we did some research on the Rico. Um... And besides my initial thoughts that I think actually the Rico was probably just some outdated black code, some outdated slave law that they turned into a way to hunt down mafia members. I don't have any evidence for right now, although I don't need to be right because this show ain't about right or wrong. I want to take some time with that and get back to that. But what I really want to dive into is I want to dive into how do you prove a Rico case? Mm, Okay. So I don't know if y'all saw Batman. <laughs> y'all remember Bat- y'all remember uh, uh, the Batman with the Joker in it? Mm-hmm. All of them. You mean Bimo? I meant the one with uh with Heath Ledger. 
right? Uh, they're trying the to prove Knight. the recase, the Dark Knight, right, right, right. They're trying to prove that each one of these individuals has a connection to each other, and that if some of these individuals are creating, are uh, are doing criminal activity and is being funded by other members of the of the of the enterprise, then we can prove that all of these individuals are guilty of these similar crimes. Um, the thing that actually kind of, when I look deep into this case how they connect gang members to each other is a little scary. Right. Um, play the academics joint. Defendant Antonia Sledge, associate of YSL, did post for a photo released on social media with the letter OTS, a.k.a. only the slime, with the caption OGs with the green snake emoji and a green heart emoji. So pretty much Dudes are getting linked to the conspiracy for using green heart emojis and green snake emojis. Why? They're painting it that these guys have been repping a gang on social. Did, did you hear that? Yeah. They tied to part of the way that they tied these people together. And it says this in the in the fucking court documents. It said they use green heart emojis. Right. <clears throat> They are proving criminal compliance with an organization through green snake and green heart emojis. <laughs> keep keep going. The media in music with hand signs, tattoos, lingo, how they hang out. These guys are in a gang. Okay. Now, next thing, defendant Jeffrey Williams. They <laughs> this nigga academics this nigga Jerry Mouse is killing me okay mm -hmm. <laughs> this nigga Jerry Mouse is killing me but he's actually the only person I was actually able to find who combed through the court documents I guess academics has some journalistic qualities about him I suppose I give him his two cents of credit he ain't gonna be no Paul Robles a nigga of the week though I tell you that Jerry Mouse ass nigga but I want you to think about this think about that for a second they are tying to they are tying together a gang by the way that they communicate to each other, their hand signs, uh, basically like a fraternity or a close friend group, right? Right. Could the Wake and Bake would be when I considered be considered a gang? Mm. <laughs> if I was conspiring to do criminal activities and paid y'all to watch the show, or y'all paid me to watch the show. And then I did criminal activities and we all got the same gang signs. We all know what's going on. We all got the same communication skills. We all know what the random emojis are. We all know the lingo. Are we Are we a gang? That's a good question. <laughs> this is why this is why this thing is a little scary to me. Like keep going though cuz it gets <laughs> one it gets more funny. But two it gets it gets a little more interesting on a different side as it comes to the lyrics uh, of Young Thug. Keep going. K. Young Thug, an associate of YSL, appeared in a song on social media titled Really Be Slime with lyrics stating, my nigga, really, they slime and we committing them crimes. Holy, <laughs> damn, could this guy be more direct? <laughs> We're slimes and we committing all the crimes. What the fuck? <laughs> Hop out and shoot, rolling up for the gang. Oh, my God. See, this is why they're using the lyrics. You're basically saying it. We YSL, we're doing all the crimes, rolling up for the gang. Y'all want to be slime? Come on, man. Go catch a body. What the hell? Me and little bro, we used to steal from the stove. We had to stick it and go. Oh, my God. This, these lyrics, again, is not why Young Thug is charged, but it's going to paint the picture that he's one of the top guys in YSL. Another one. Defendant Jeffrey Williams, an associate of YSL, appeared in a song released called Slatty. With lyrics stating, I killed this man in front of his mama. Like, fuck little bro, sister and his cousin. I shoot out. Kill him not leaving a trace. I had to break in a safe. And I ain't leaving him a trace. Holy, the bars. Dissect your body like a science class, nigga. Gangster, cause you got a body. Little nigga magazine clip so you might get your issue. You think you gangster cause you got a pistol? Look at my trigger. My trigger start itching. Why so we going overboard? All right. Anyway, y'all get a point. They got pictures, Instagram posts. They got all type of things. They're tying these guys to the game. 
All right, so the RICO case is being proved by Young Thug's activities, mm-hmm. his criminal activities, which, you know, are alleged. I don't know what the fuck he did and what the fuck he didn't do. But then they're being reinforced. Those crimes are being proved through lyrics and the connection to other gang members is being proved through how they communicate with each other. Yeah. That's very scary to me. And the fact that, <clears throat> and you may agree, you may disagree that rap, rap lyrics are art, but the fact that the criminal justice system can use art to insinuate actual crimes that happen in life is right. a ridiculous statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a violation against the First Amendment. That's a violation against your freedom of speech. Now, I know that your freedom of speech does not entail you to be hurtful, harmful, and hateful. But if niggas is really just describing their environments, how could these issues be used against them in the court of law? But then that reminds me of, if sweetheart, you can go to the the rap on trial joint. That reminds me that in January, Jay-Z, Meek Mill, a bunch of rappers, and and Alicia Keys for some reason, Alicia Keys and Kelly Rowland, they signed a uh, they signed a a bill in support of a new law in New York called Rap on Trial. Mm-hmm. The uh, purpose of this law is to put rap lyrics in the proper context as artistic expressions, right. and how these artistic expressions can't be used as factual statements in the court of law. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thoroughly agree with and I didn't know it took all the way to 2022 for people to understand that what's happening in rap lyrics is is not necessarily a reflection exactly what's going on or it might not even be a personal experience of what's going on it's it's poetry in a sense right. um, and the thing I guess that frustrates me about this most is that Georgia has a black DA they have a black district attorney mm-hmm. and the black district attorney is very aware of the nuances of hip hop very aware of the history of hip hop and rap lyrics, but yet and acknowledges that these individuals have freedom of speech. But on a mission to clean up crime under a mandate that she's been given by Georgia state law, um, she also said that 70% of crimes happening in Atlanta are because of rappers. I don't, I don't know if that to be true, but if the district attorney says that, I'll take her I'll take a word for it at the moment. I guess the thing that really like annoys me is that she know. Yeah. She know that these lyrics are lyrics, but will use the law, the law of the land, to make her case for her to prove herself to be successful. And I'm not I'm not saying fuck the DA, because the DA got a job, everybody got a job. Well, she don't got a job. Most niggas got a job. Uh, and most niggas got to do what they got to do when they're in that situation. But I just feel like, you know, I just. But I feel like if you're put in positions like that, you should be doing things to better your community. And I mean, I, I guess it could be argued that she is, but what about protecting us? I don't know. Um, I guess her way of protecting us is putting us in jail. <laughs> And I found interesting if you watch the DA's, if you watch the DA's statement, she never says we want to shift this energy. We want to make sure these individuals are positive influences on the community. We want to reform mm-hmm. this behavior. Mm-hmm. She said these people should be taken out of society. Right. And also in the same breath said that she advocates for First Amendment rights. So how? Right. How? <laughs> I guess it's, it's it's First Amendment rights if you write it down in perfect paragraph in English and you express yourself and you write your senator mm-hmm. and you go outside and you don't make noise but you hold a sign up like "do" with a sign. As long as you're di- as long as you're not disrupting, right? <laughs> you can okay. have free speech. But the moment that your free speech um, conflicts with my ability to oppress you, then wait a minute, hold up, hold up, right? Hold up, player, right? Wait a minute. Now I'm not saying at the same time I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm not saying that Gunner and Young Thug are on the precipice of new civil rights leaders. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is when I look at this and and, and it's Gunner's case that's actually like I said before it's Gunner's case that that's my eye raised yeah. because Gunner, according to the court documents, is not connected to any illegal activity. Gunner, um, Gunner, Gunner's one charge is the fact that he reps YSL. Mm-hmm. Now, YSL is also the name of his record label. Right. 
So the fact that Gunner has, and it's literally in the case, the fact that he has a tattoo that says Slime for Life that matches Young Thugs, of uh, the fact that it says um, he has a YSL chain and a YSL tattoo, we can prove that Gunner is in on the criminal activity. Meanwhile, Gunner at home, like, what? Wait, what? Mm. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> oh, wait, I'm I'm a gangster. I don't know. I think it's fucked up. I think it's fucked up. Um. But at the same time, I also feel like these brothers need guidance, and maybe that's where our next segment goes, but let's get to some of these comments first. Oh, they've been, they've been, going, off. They've been going off? Yeah, I see paragraphs. <laughs> paragraphs? <laughs> okay. Um, Marcus said, <laughs> ain't got no sympathy for them fools, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. It brought down mafias and some of the Black Panthers, I believe. Rico cases are basically the definition for guilty by association. Uh, Kendall says, Axe voice just makes me upset. LOL. <laughs> that nigga voice is hilarious. Right. Uh, Marcus said they decode. Swatty. <laughs> What'd you say? They decode the lingo, aka is, uh, is thorough. Um, if it was a love steam full of criminals, yes. Uh, Kendall said that song Fi. I guess talking about the. Yeah, the I mean, the lyrics is lit, though. <laughs> <laughs> lyrics is lit, though. And then he said, you want a magazine, nigga, here's your issue. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I would be making a scrunched face in the courtroom. Chris said. <laughs> you talking about. <laughs> 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 but when he was, the first time I heard it, I was like, yeah. ooh. Oh that's the God. one that's like, if you want to you wanna be a slime, catch a body. Yeah. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds like some boondog shit. <laughs> right. uh, Chris says, exactly. I hate it. It's all a game to target us. Marcus says, to target us, ain't nobody killing us but us. Um, Chris says, who's talking about that? White people kill white people, Asians kill Asians, and Kendall says, she said gangs, not rappers, commit 70% of violent crimes in Georgia. Who said that? Uh, the district attorney. Gangs, not rappers, okay. Marcus said, you want her to do her job badly at the expense of criminal rappers' artistic expression? No, I don't want her to do her job badly. I want her to put. I want her to know the context that she's in, use her context as a black woman and understand that the lyrics and the fucking emojis that people send to each other are not proof of criminal activity. Right, what the fuck? It just means we all have the same communication. Does it, do people who use the fire emoji, are they arsonists? Like, what? <laughs> Sweetheart, that was hilarious. We all use the black power sign. Right. That means we in a gang? That means right. that one of us, shit, if that's the case, all <laughs> niggas should be rocked up on the Rico. Okay. <laughs> right, they already connect us. Go ahead. But I'm not going back before Marcus. That's all that's, that's one of three, Marcus. I only go I got two more for your ass. Goddess says if they don't leave the green heart emoji alone, that's the heart chakra five D and in the three D it's mental health awareness. It's exactly. We all have job we all have jobs, boss, but we must create history, not repeat history. Exactly. Exactly. Uh Crystal says Who said that? Goddess. Goddess. Goddess twenty twenty two. All right. Uh, hi. <laughs> I don't think I know you who said, that you is. You met her at the National Cannabis Fest. I did. That's what you told me. Goddess? At the National Cannabis Her name was like Goddess Hannah. You know, I smoke a lot of weed. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Goddess. <laughs> Thanks for having my back, though. <laughs> uh, Chris says using rap lyrics to incriminate, oh, incriminate someone is wrong. It's using their art and freedom of expression against them. Marcus says, but what if they actually did the crimes, Chris? It's so, okay, okay, cool. Just two or three, Marcus. Oh, wait, hold on. Are we still showing the, the Jay-Z law? Yeah. So part of the new law, if you scroll down on the browser part, part of the new law is it nothing to just automatically dismiss. You have to prove. Well, the, the birth of proof is on the person who brought up the rap lyric. So if you say, if you say, part of being slime is to catch a body, then you also have to come with a text message that says, hey, I caught a body, am I slime now? And a response from Young Thug that says, yeah, right. welcome to the game, <laughs> right? right? And not just a fucking song. Okay, um, Marcus says, it's still cool. I think Gunner will get all fine. Chris says, talking to Marcus, then prosecute, but lyrics aren't an automatic admission of guilt, period. Marcus says, but they got mad evidence that they can prove from the lyrics. Read up on the case, mad connections. Uh, Marcus says, BMO, are you more upset with the criminals or the courts for doing their job? Bro, they didn't arrest them for no reason. They got evidence. We caught up. Am I upset with the criminals or the... Well, first off, I'm always, I'm always upset with the courts. 
right? We live in a system that is inequitable towards black folks. Right. Marcus, you can disagree, you can agree, I don't really give a fuck, do your own research, hit your Googles, or just look around, my nigga, right? right? So we always we are already living in a, a in a court system that is inequitable towards black people. So yes, I'm upset with the courts. Am I upset with the criminals for their gang activity? I don't know what they did. I know they tried to uh, stab YFN Lucci, but what did he do? <laughs> Was he violating? I don't know. Like. <laughs> Were they killing women and kids? Were they killing people who were uninvolved in the gang life? Were they killing other mafia members? Upset is not the right word. Is it illegal to kill people? Absolutely. Am I going to be upset about the murder of some folks? No, some people can die. I'm sorry. <laughs> you talking to a godless heathen over here. Some niggas can die, and I don't give a shit. And he said, um, I'm not denying that, but is it bad to want better for us by expecting better of us? You saying this better shit. Let's get to the Paul Robeson nigga of the week. Because <laughs> um, better for us, what does better for us mean? What does better for us mean? That is an independent label. I'm pretty sure that independent contract that Gunner has from Young Thug is better for him than the poverty that he was going to see when he was a child. Mm-hmm. Shit, same thing for the gang. <laughs> right. Same thing for the gang. Why do niggas join gangs? Think about that. Why do niggas join gangs? Is it because they think it's cool? Mm-hmm. Or is it socialized behavior within a neighborhood that has no protection? Right. And why don't white people... <laughs> why aren't there like white gangs amongst middle white America? <laughs> what do they... say? <laughs> what do they need protection from? Why would there be white gangs in middle white America? At this point, it would be emu- to emulate black America. Right. But what would be the original purpose of a white gang? Prohibition is over. Kendall says the revolution need- needs gangs, TBH. I mean, let's get to, cause all this is going to wrap up to the Paul Robeson of the Week. Let's get to, actually, you know what? It's rolling time. My bad. It's not Paul Robeson Negro of the Week time. Hold on. No comments. Um... This uh, uh, rolling session is being brought to us by the good people over at Street Lawyer Services. Uh, we want to thank them for sponsoring us uh, on another episode of Wake and Bake with BMO. This morning, we are smoking the Founders Original Strain. I don't know what it's called. I'll just call it, I'll call it Lonnie OG. It is a sativa. We'll be rolling that up here during rolling time. We have Owen M. Hart's Delilah during the break, and we'll be back with more. Wake and Bake with B. Mo, yeah. Keep commenting, though, y'all. Keep going. Delilah says to us, children of Samson, love me. Delilah says, I love those who love me, so learn how to love me. Delilah says, do as I say. Lila says, doing what I say equals loving me, which equals me loving you. So if you truly, truly want me, then do this. Delilah says, cut it. This is no place for your hair or the God that resides inside of it. Side with me, Delilah says, pick me and not your hair. Delilah says, the fruits of her ripe labor are at the tips of your fingers. Just cut off the history weighing you down. Delilah says, it is not about where you came from. It is about where you are going. Delilah says, she can fix your past. All of it, all of it was a mistake. Delilah says, fix your mistakes. Delilah says, you do not deserve her love until you fit the description until the god in you fits the description the god in your kinks is unprofessional delilah says that the god in your locks is simply too dreadful for the beauty of the workplace for the beauty of her delilah says side with her she'll give you all the power the god in you used to have untwist the god on your scalp straighten out your head and what sits on top of it we were told to stay woke Delilah reminds us this is still no place for our naps. She says, choose 
Choose and be reminded that the God on you is so feared It can only be handled in small doses Or small changes permit Or get rid of it permanently The will tower of Babel Your high top Until it fades out of translation Until it tumbles down like Jericho Simply by her shouting your name Will you forget how strong it was made to be In the first place She will deny the notion that you're Afro your affirmation of faith how it soaks up holy water so fast it's as if it was dying of thirst she tells us it is because it is possessed we tell her no the water is simply returning back to its root she will deny that the nile that kings and queens drank from runs amongst the desert of knots that is your hair each strand unapologetically raising up the heaven as if to say god we are still here amongst everything she tried to tell us we are still here still with beautiful hair god you anointed our heads with olive oil our cups have overflown indeed she will make a forest fire of chemicals burn the very nature that gives your scalp oxygen she will detox the holy out of you make you call your hair heresy make you fear worth through those that want your features but not your struggle she will lie she will tell you that your hair is an exorcism waiting to happen is a house full of demons that must be baptized in a river of product sins that must be cleansed with a set of clippers even a pair of holy marys she will leave you detesting the very fabric of your texture she will tell you that you are not pretty enough to be with her you are not professional enough to eat with her you are not not you enough for anything that she has to offer delilah says abandon your hair she says abandon your heritage delilah says abandon your God, he cannot exist in here. And we look at her and say, he already exists in our hair. Regardless. Welcome back to Hawaii. <coughs> oh. I think Herman Cain is. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. <laughs> I think Herman Cain has just stepped in the building. <laughs> Morehouse's finest. Um, welcome back to Wake and Bake. We can be mo. Yeah. We got a very interesting conversation today. It seems to be very criminal focused. And I think that is appropriate because our Paul Robeson <laughs> Negro of the Week Award winner. As somebody who has illuminated a perspective, something I haven't thought about, something in a very physical sense. But before we do that, let's spark this blunt. Let's spark this blunt as we're talking about criminal law, uh, as we're talking about the black neighborhood. Um, um, I read this is my this is my three or three comment to you, Marcus. The reason why black folks live in black neighborhoods is not by choice. It is called oppression. And yeah, there's a reason why black people can't be successful in oppressive neighborhoods. You're damn right. It's called redlining. It's been around. It's still around. Okay. <laughs> And you can vote for your senator, you can vote for your favorite person, you can go stomp the yard, you can do what the fuck you want to do, but red line is gonna be around to your grandchildren in here. Trust that. Um, and it's also affecting like like redlining is not only like economic um economic oppression, real estate oppression, but it is also environmental justice as well. So the most low lying places, the most uh man made disaster risky spaces the most natural disaster risky spaces those are included in red lines mm -hmm. and in a world where the climate change is rapid and happening it's fucking middle of may and it's about to be cold outside you damn right these red line neighborhoods would be the first to go so right you're right you're right we won't be able to build wealth in black neighborhoods because it won't be black neighborhoods it's just be washed out uh let's just spark our blunt though let's spark this blunt <clears throat> we have the new strain by my good man lonnie over at street lawyer services a nigga, not, uh, uh, nah, I don't know he a nigga, but uh, a Latino dude that I really fuck with every time I like talk about him in public. I hear stories about like, oh man, I was I was jammed up in Phoenix one time and uh, the last place I went to was Street Lawyer Services. So I had his card in my pocket and I called mm -hmm. and he answered the phone. Yeah. So at Street Lawyer Services, the gift that you get is marijuana, but the product that you're buying is actual legal advice. Yeah. So people have actually been in jams after being gifted a strain from Lonnie, mm -hmm. call this nigga and then get out of crimes. What type of lawyer is he? 
criminal lawyer. Oh, okay. He's like a criminal defense lawyer. Oh, like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, um, and he like, and you know, he's a stoner. So like, right. Yeah. So we're trying his first strain right now with his sativa. Later house, you give it a smell. I'm gonna give it a smoke. We're gonna do an official wake and bake with BMO review. Okay, I will tell you, we just we rolled about 0.7 within a within a, a natural hemp raw um, raw situation. I've been told it is a sativa. What are your thoughts on the smell, sweetheart? Sweet. It's very light. Uh, a little bit floral. It smells good though. Hmm. It's kind of reminding me a little bit of like like a mimosa. You know what I was about to say? What's up? It's got that, um... Hold on, let me get my mouth right. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Because it is... Oh. It is sweet, but it's got that cedar smoke to it. Mm. And it's not heavy. Kind of like, you know, when, I, when we grow weed, this is what I've noticed. When we grow weed, the smoke is lighter, better, more fulfilling. Right. You said something because it's the love. <laughs> it's the love. I yeah. feel like that's the love. Yeah. When I get weed from like dispensaries like these mass places, like it feels condensed and heavy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that shit be smoking. I love me some cheetah piss. Don't get me wrong. Right. Don't get me wrong about the cheetah piss. I love that shit. But sometimes the smoke of it is too heavy. Mm-hmm. This right here is light. Man, I'm smacked right now. Uh. Derek the Diplomat said, that's funny, we provided music lessons and gifted marijuana. Dope concept. Nice! Yeah, that's really dope. Wait, you get the marijuana lessons to who? You get the marijuana to who? Wait, who wants, are these adult music classes? <laughs> Y'all! That's put me it. on the guitar! We're about to talk about something, wasn't we? Paul Robeson. Oh, let me smell the weed. Let me smell the weed and we can, get it. We can oh. find out the, the final of this review. Yeah, I do taste that cedar, though. Yeah. <laughs> I sniffed the weed. Why you inhale with your whole dose? <laughs> it's not cocaine. <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely got that cedar smell to it. It does got that sweet, that sweet situation, and it's purple. You know, I love that purple stuff. Right. We love that purple stuff, and it's burning well. We appreciate you, good folks over at Street Lawyer Services. If you want to go try out Lonnie's new strain, tell them BMO sent you down on H Street. All you need is your identification, okay? And you get some free. Not free, but you'll pay. <laughs> you'll pay for some legal advice and get gifted free weed. Now let's get back to the show. It's time though. Is he in the corner? Is Paul here with us yet? Oh, when I put him, the video's in the Okay, cool, so, cool, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I'm starting to believe that the Paul Robeson Negro of the Week is actually just Negroes who teach me to look at things a little differently. Okay. Also, I have to be aware, I don't think I've had a Paul, I don't think I've had a female Paul Robeson of the Week Negro of the week and quite some time. So I have to be a little more inclusive about how that works. Um, just wanted to be honest in case niggas are like, huh, BMO, it's always a nigga. I already noticed. I'm working on it. Twerking ain't sexual. Anyway, this week's Paul Robeson Negro of the week goes to someone that has maybe rethink about what we lost. Okay. Um, what, I'm sorry, what we lose when black men in abundance are in jail mm-hmm. um, one of the favorite statistics of the community activators is that <coughs> our communities don't have the leadership from the male perspective oh I should have put that one video in there the video I put up on Twitter I showed <coughs> that weed I inhaled is now in the back of my throat <coughs> And one video I showed you on my Twitter where the dude was like, okay, we're going to talk about all the important black things. It was like, what we need is more (laughs) male accountability and responsibility in the neighborhood. And somebody was like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, what you saying? Black women ain't good enough? No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that black men have been robbed from their communities, right? Whether it was the crimes that they did, but some of these crimes now are making people billions of dollars, i.e. the selling of marijuana. Mm -hmm. But I had only... 
I had only hypothesized because I was raised in a certain class, because I was raised around a certain amount of people, because I went to Howard. I've only had experience with a certain intersection of blackness, which is why I've always said that the decarcerated black person is another iteration of black. Mm-hmm. Oh, you remember? Oh, oh man. Icon don't get up in the morning, but 301 Icon had a show one time. Uh, and the door at the small wooden box was open. So a dude, we see these dudes in DC all the time, a dude who had just got out of the system, mm-hmm. wandered into the small wooden box. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not gonna lie, dude scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Tattooed up, locks look crazy, barely had any clothes on. Um, dude look like, dude just look wild. Like he and, literally just got out. Like he literally had just yeah. got out. Like he looked crazy. Yeah. Um, and he wandered into 301 Icon Show. Mm-hmm. And my first reaction was like, Somebody got to put this nigga out. It won't be me because this nigga big as fuck, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going one-on-one with this strong-ass man. Um, but somebody got to put this nigga out. So I, I talked to 301. I was like, yo, I mean, you got security. You might get your mans out. And he was like, okay, let me look around. Uh, I might call somebody. In the meantime, I'm just watching my man. Mm-hmm. I'm just got an eagle eye on him because I'm like, I don't want nobody to get hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't want all these things. Got all these assumptions about who this, who this man is. Right. Music starts playing. Concert is going. All my man wanted to do was dance. Mm-hmm. All he wanted to, and, and like, and <laughs> of course, he wanted to dance wildly. Yeah. All he wanted to do was, if you've been in a small wooden box, you've been downstairs, all he wanted to do was go from wall to wall mm-hmm. and just dance, even to the point where he was emulating the dances that women were doing. That's how long he'd been locked up. Mm-hmm. That twerking wasn't even purely a sexual thing towards towards women. Right. Think about that. <laughs> Think about that. We call it sexual. We call it twerking sexual when this man was locked up long enough to remember that twerking wasn't sexual. Sexual. Anyway, mm-hmm. he's doing all this shit. He's dancing wildly, and I'm looking at my man's, and I have to re re look at him. He's not dangerous. Not the sense that he's gonna physically hurt somebody. He's dangerous in the sense that like this is what freedom looks like. Mm-hmm. This is the closest view I will get to what a free body looks like. I've always considered the decarcerated black person to be another iteration of black. Mm -hmm. You got your uppity blacks, you got your black women, you got your black men, you got your black queers and your black gays and your black lesbians. You got your biracial people, you got your Caribbean blacks, you got your Afro-Latinas, you got your your idnits, you got all these intersectionalities of black, but incarceration, decarceration is one of those intersections because the experience of incarceration is so impactful. Mm -hmm. How you experience blackness through that is a completely different perspective. And so as an intellectual, I've been sitting in here thinking about and hypothesizing about these black men who have been missing from the communities and how they could be role models, but I had never seen one before. Mm-hmm. Insert the Paul Robeson Negro of the week. I'm gonna play this clip, it's six minutes long, I'm gonna jump in every two minutes, but this is my man Wallow. I thought these dudes were just goofs. I thought they were just radio goofs. So I never paid them no mind. And then this clip goes viral after Young Thug is gonna get get arrested under the Rico charges. I'm gonna be straight up, Thug. Like a lot of us, man, we be uh. You did 20 years, then? Yeah, 20. I did five first, then I did 20. I did five in the juvenile system. I did 20 in the penitentiary. And I went. So to, you really did more time in prison than you ever did on, on the, the earth. Street, on the earth. That's why a lot of times when some of y'all <laughs> young niggas, when some of y'all, when some of y'all young niggas in here that still that still be living that shit, I don't be talking to y'all on Instagram as some square-ass, lame-ass nigga. I'm talking to y'all as a nigga that been in a prison, y'all, and see little young boy come in with his tattoos on his face, and he like, oh, gee. I'm like, what's up? You know Keisha? From where? I don't know, but that's your mom? Yeah. She said, could you call her? Call her. Damn, yeah, he got a shooting. Then I go back, young boy, let me see your paperwork. He like, yeah, how much time? He like, when can I when I'm when I'm going home? Shit. 2073. Cease. And now is and now all the gangster shit gone. The homies gone. The bitch is gone. Ain't nobody. So when I'm on there, I'm speaking from a place of trying to get niggas some real game. Cause I'm gonna tell you some shit, thug. It's lonely than a motherfucker in there. And when life goes on, your family dying. So when I'm seeing the young niggas. And I, you know, certain niggas hit me, I DM and give them some game. I'll be trying to lay it on it because, like, 
I ain't the nigga that's going to say, here, young, and take this pistol. Take this package. I ain't going to put you on no dummy mission. And the problem is so many niggas are scared of y'all. I'm not scared of no young niggas because I'm not coming at you in the wrong way. I'm coming at you the way your daddy ain't come at you, the way your, your, your uncle couldn't come at you because them niggas was dead in prison. So I ain't going to be on the gram talking some sucker shit to you just like I checked the young nigga in here. I don't know who it was. If you, if, like you rappers, like the artists, if you don't want to be an artist, take it to the streets. But don't bring the dumb shit in the game trying to prove that you're a fucking real nigga. And while you're proving that you're a real nigga, you're going to finesse yourself out of position and out of opportunity that can change your family and generations in your family life. Y'all getting money that niggas never got, thug. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the legends. Shout out to all the legends that made it possible. Man, that what Wallow said just now about trying to prove yourself to be a real nigga, you're going to finesse yourself out of generational wealth. Mm -hmm. Ain't that what we be saying on here? Right. Trying to prove yourself to be part of a culture that's already been dangerous and identified as dangerous to your persona. Trying to put that shit on the internet and prove that you are something that you're not. I'm looking at you, AI dude. Trying to prove that he taking it to prison. I'm taking it even light offenses as you faking it on the internet. Mm -hmm. Your value is not your presence, my nigga. Right. We got work to do and you proving that you a real nigga amongst a culture which real nigga really ain't shit. Come on. Keep going. God damn, Wallow. Jesus. Man. <laughs> Think. Go ahead. Go ahead before I go off. <laughs> they got burnt, fucked up contracts. You know what I mean? Ain't never seen 30,000 one time. Shout out to all them. But y'all getting money. So when Had I, a thousand so hits. When I, so when I speak to Three the young. Three thousand hits. Yeah. So Still living I, in the projects. Yeah, That's some amazing. of them died off. So when I'm speaking to niggas, I'm speaking to young niggas like, yo, man, fuck if you ain't trying to hear it, nigga. I'm going to keep giving it to you. One day this shit might catch you. But don't wait until it's too late and you and you got that phone, that burner phone, and you on the Instagram, and I done told you how your life going to go. And it going. And now you got 60 fucking years. Your brother know what time it is. His life, that motherfucker right now could be sitting in the cell with a phone like, damn, my brother out there living the life. They out there living. He was in that cell. His life was almost gone. Was. Some, you know, for being a real nigga. Cause, and you know what's so crazy? A lot of these young cats, they not being real niggas because they real niggas. They being real niggas because they feel as though if I don't be, come across as a real nigga, nigga going to think I'm pussy. So niggas really be scared, thug. Like niggas be like niggas be really scared and they but a scared nigga kill you too. So my thing is be like this, man. For all you young niggas out there that's moving and operating, figure a lane out because the street game is about uh creating an exit plan. It was designed so we get some money, figure out a way and get an exit plan. And you in the street games to make money, not headlines. So all that goofy shit that you want, and I'm not encouraging nobody to be out there. But if you out there, don't be fucking with the women and them kids, man. Stop being a pussy and go at who you got to go at. Right. If I got a problem with Thug, I'm going at Thug. I'm not going at Duke. I'm going right at him, nigga. Where you at? I ain't gonna go. I ain't gonna go shoot up your, your brother that ain't that ain't, that's going to school. That's a square, nigga. Give fuck what you going through, right? Got a little bit more to go. But imagine if niggas had this sage advice five years ago instead of last year. If Wallow was locked up for 20 years instead of 25 years. I was just thinking that it's surreal that he's telling this to Thug. And, like... and Thug is being charged with right. doing goofy shit and giving a little nigga a pistol in the package to tell him to go do some work. Might be going away for life. Keep going. Now, little homies, you bigger than what you going through, nigga. If you on them perks, you fucked up, shit ain't right for you right now. Mm -hmm. You the living conditions, nigga, you big, that's not you. Talk to him, cuz. You, you're not what the fuck you going through, so just hold on and keep going. Because I'm telling you, man, I I'm, I can name 20, 30 niggas and my homies is dead. I'm here, though. And I'm going to say some shit that, like, this is documented. You know, I got a TED Talk. I forgave my brother's killer. And I'm saying it to say this. Nigga that killed my brother, my, my brother died in my grandma's arms. That fucking house that we grew up in. Nigga shot my brother. He ran to the fucking. He ran to the house. He died in Nanny Hall when she opened the door. So I'm telling you this some real shit, man. 
if I ain't let that shit go, I won't be right here today. I won't be here for my niece and my nephews. Me and Gil won't be doing this. Y'all won't know me. I won't be able to get y'all this game. But I had to leave. I had to let that shit go. And when I let that shit go, nigga, I started to grow. And I started to glow. And now I'm here today, and it was harder than a motherfucker, man. And I'm talking about this is my big brother, nigga. I shared the cell with him. I shared the bed with him when we was fucking kids. This is little Steve. But I can tell you one thing. Now I'm out here taking care of his daughter, paying for her to go to school, taking care of my nephew, taking care of my mama and my grandmama. Talk to him. Sure. Because I forgave my brother killer, but you know I understand. I understand what y'all going through. But I love all you young niggas in here. And I mean that shit. I love you niggas, man. And I, and I hope y'all make it out. I hope y'all make it the fuck out, man. And he, like, straight up, so, man. It's so crazy. Yeah, this motherfucker really dropping tears for this shit. Like, shit for real. Like, I love being around the young niggas because, like, you don't understand. Y'all niggas got so much life. And, and y'all probably don't understand because y'all young. But this system and the way this structure is, is so scared of y'all because they saying if these niggas ever turn that, that light cut on in their head, we in trouble because they the most fearless motherfuckers that ever walked the planet Earth. These young black brothers in the ghetto don't fear nothing. So when you switch that shit and you doing energy transfer, oh, it's a fuck. It's over. Y'all, nigga ever wake up, it's over, man. Watch. I'm telling you, niggas gonna wake up. First off, jail niggas tell the, the best stories, yeah. okay? Uh, what does it mean to be an OG that survived? I hope you niggas make it out. I hope you niggas make it out. And so uh, many of them didn't. Some of them didn't. So many of them. So many already? Yeah. You got any burning questions for the roach? I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. I just want to, I, I guess, with tears in my eye, I just want to appreciate. Uh, my man said do an energy transfer. Wello said when you do an energy transfer, one day niggas going to wake up. And the reason why they consider us dangerous is not because of the violence that we doubt. It's because we're the most fearless motherfuckers on the planet with nothing to lose and everything to gain. <laughs> and, and obviously, according to Rico, a green heart emoji is indication that we're in the game. But what are we doing? He also said, wait till niggas wake up. Wait till niggas do, wake up. It's over. Woo. That's crazy. We appreciate you, Wallow. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. And my man Gilly holding his shoulder while he was crying. Some real nigga shit right there. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the room quiet. Receiving. Mm. Mm. All right. Woo! Thank you, Wallow. Paul Robinson, Negro of the Week. That shit was moving. Um, definitely gave me a different perspective of the decarcerated black experience, what that means in terms of freedom. When we see freed people, those are the people that we see and the resources that they have. I know that recidiv recidivism, recidivism, mm -hmm. yeah. recidivism, yeah. the first one, second one? First one. Is high, uh, which is why it it angers me when I hear the Georgia DA say we want to put these people shouldn't be in society instead of doing like Wallow said. Who I'm now voting Wallow as a DA. Wallow for DA. <laughs> Wallow who says we should do an energy transfer. How do we take the energy these young brothers have for what they're doing in the streets? And put it towards something positive that can be in the community. It worked for Wallow. Well, I can't work for nobody else. Unless you're saying we're genetically disposed to violence. Unless you're saying that black people specifically just like killing ourselves more than other people. Unless you're saying that as an individual, we just hold all the keys to our to our survival in our environment. In which you were saying that you'd be full of shit. Right. Simply not true. We got any comments? I'm not going back and forth with Marcus, though. If he's still there. Um, hmm. Well, he did say this I do agree with. Of course. Um, But then he said, so when will we hold black artists accountable? Steele said, be playing themselves, trying to prove a point, pump faking, pump faking persona. 
Parker said, mm-hmm. it sucks that a lot of fathers aren't around, but BMO, this ain't new information. I can't blame people being stupid solely on fathers not being around. Of course you can. Not solely. There's six other reasons. Right. Ernesto said that second clip hit hard. Yeah, man. Uh, Ernesto! Right. Valdez! <laughs> the coolest name BMO Knight we know. <laughs> Ernesto Valdez. Kendall said exactly why I said we need gangs. Just need to redirect that energy exactly. at the real enemy. Exactly, exactly. Marcus said we live in a culture that idolized Dolph but calls Russell Wilson a square. That's the problem. We talked about that. And we right. de-squared Russell Wilson after we heard his game from uh, to, to, uh, uh, to, to Sierra. It was good game. <laughs> it was good game. Steele said we need to have more of us playing, quote unquote, the game smarter than harder. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you got any burning questions for the road? Brought to you by Sweet Eye. Okay, I have, well, I got, I think I have two. Okay, I'm ready. Um, well, this is something Ernesto said mm-hmm. earlier. He was talking about redlining, but he said digital redlining. Yeah. You remember, we talked about it very briefly. I don't even know if it was you and I. I might have done this with, uh, with the other people, but um, Comcast sneakily like what they did was and they sending me notices what they did was they created another tier of wi-fi mm. right yeah. and they put and they called that tier of the it's like the default tier and it's lower so it's like oh. lower megabytes right yeah and oh no no i'm sorry that might not have been comcast what comcast is doing to me right now is they're trying to send me a grant so that I can join this better internet service. Wow. Right? That's like the shit. Well, Netflix does that shit too. Yeah. And title titles too. <laughs> yeah. They're going to they are going to put uh worse internet conditions in red line areas. And I'm like, why? Oh, oh, wow. They're going to basically like up the price, up the price for like a working, it's like a livable wage, basically yeah. of internet of internet speed. Yeah. They're going to up the price to the livable wage, offer the price that we have right now to a lower wage, which everybody can afford. So they're basically going to price out minimum wage in internet terms. That's just wild. What, what was your burning question though? What do you think it would take for niggas to wake up? Because I know exactly what it takes. You ready? This is not the first time that an artist has got caught up on Rico charges. I know exactly what it takes. I know exactly what it takes. You ready? All right, and everybody can do it right now. Okay. What's up? They can like, they can subscribe, (laughs) and they can share this show to a friend. (laughs) That's exactly what they can do. I'm serious. Okay. I'm serious. Because niggas are having these conversations. Yeah. Niggas have already bucked, uh, sorry, niggas have already debunked the myth that Russell Wilson is corny. Mm-hmm. It's already gone. Right. It's already gone. Marcus, I wish we were still having our, our weekly meetings. I would invite you to the, on the precipice of a new nigga. Because mm-hmm. we already having these conversations. It's already happening. Yeah. Um, the majority of us maybe not having these conversations, mm-hmm. but they are happening in cells that I think should be highlighted and exposed. Right. Now I've been I've been trying since the beginning of this show to make this thing as entertaining as possible. We got lights, we got lower thirds, we have Paul <laughs> Robeson in the corner, we got videos, we on we on three platforms. <laughs> I've been consecutively on the show for like it's like almost two hundred episodes now. Mm-hmm. We putting up clips. And it's just the two of us. And we in the ghetto. God damn it. <laughs> okay. So niggas are having the conversations and niggas are investing, or at least I can say one nigga is at least investing in a way to make sure that these conversations are being alluded to. But we have to, in order for us to wake up, acknowledge that we sleep. Um, I think what Kendrick did um, with 
the heart part five uh, was an interesting way to say what the fuck is the culture, but it's going to take niggas a while because niggas don't listen, mm-hmm. right? I saw one tweet that said they not here for the heart part five because it's going to get the, the hoteps, all the energy and shit, and I was like, damn, that's fucked up. What? That's fucked up. <laughs> Damn, niggas, niggas can't want progress now. Oh, wow. I'm so tired of the internet. We, <laughs> I'm so tired of this shit. Um, but I don't know. Niggas been trying to wake up for a long time though. I don't know. We just we, I, I, man. What's your second question? <laughs> no, that, that was it. That was that okay. Okay. I'm all emotional now. Thanks, Wallow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want to thank y'all for listening to another, uh, listening and watching another episode of Hawaii Make We Be Mo. It's Thursday. We'll see y'all on Tuesday. It looks like it's a little cloudy outside. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave y'all with a very bright, vibrant music video, of course. We got um, Kid and Kid, the light skin, Burnt Ernie <laughs> in the house. Let me stop playing. We got uh, Yaj and Dill. Actually, I mean, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. And the duos of musicians that I like, where did I rank Yaj and Dill? What other duos do you like? <laughs> well, I don't want to say some out loud because, like, uh, I, I might be able, I might be disrespecting him in a second. But like, Outcast, Hall of Notes. Yeah, I just deal. I feel like that's how I feel. <laughs> Is that did I miss somebody? I don't know. Blackstone. I was thinking Blackstone. That's what you were talking Blackstone. about. Damn. <laughs> oh. You know what? It's time for a battle then. Okay. A battle. We should do that. What a. A <laughs> battle of the bands. A battle of the bands. Jean <laughs> versus Blackstone. What? <laughs> Two completely different styles. Yeah. Two completely different colors. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> All right. Let's watch the best of me video from Yajan Deal on the upcoming uh, uh, Alt and Delete 2. And we'll see y'all. <laughs> what, what they say? What they say? What they say? Kendall said we right next to Hall of Notes. And he said, hey, I called it. <laughs> <laughs> Roxanne. If it's cool, I'll live beside you. What? Right. What? The best of me. Best of me. <laughs> no, purple Sage is my shit. Yo, Purple Sage is the shit, though. Yeah. Purple Sage. That's we digress. Shit. I got to go. Yeah, yeah, See, we yeah, do yeah. this at the end of the show, and then I end up being 30 okay, minutes okay, late. Okay, okay. Good morning. <laughs> best of me. Best of me. <laughs> sounds terrible we have our biggest show in three days and you still don't have it down Paige come on I mean I took like three weeks to learn this tambourine and honestly you're the one who's always late to band practice um I think we're all just hungry like yeah just be cool man I might have been a little flat Mercury's in retrograde and I need to protect my peace I'm out of here Hey, one of y'all musty. What's that what smell? I know you better open this garage door. God damn. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Won't take the blame this time For your bad vibration For your low frequency
and press juice when the sky set ablaze. I've been way too humble, think it's time to entertain, yeah. Let's take my energy, energy. Take your energy.